This is The Blueprint, brought to you by Executive Platforms. Well, hello everyone. Thanks again for joining us. This is the EP Thought Leader Series Blueprint Podcast. My name is Jeff Mix. I'm head of content and research with Executive Platforms. And joining me today is Nick Bonich. He's a partner with Niebach Consulting. I've been working on the German pronunciation of that. I'm told there's a couple of different options. Uh, Nick has been with uh, Miebach for 10 years. He started as a consultant, and now he runs uh, the strategy practice for all of North America. Nick, thank you so much for joining me. Hey, it's a pleasure to be here, really. The honor's mine. You've been having some conversations here with supply chain executives. What are some of the common trends or themes you're finding when you, when you talk to these people? I think one big theme that we've seen is kind of this divergence on historically what's been seen as supply chain design. So what is the setup of my physical supply chain, be it my plant, what do they manufacture, where are my lines at, where do I expand, where are my distribution center nodes, what do they fulfill, am I omni-channel, am I going to separate brick from click? and merging with this historical process of supply chain planning. Whatever acronym you want to use for it, SNOP, IBP, SNEP, but this space between historically the decisions that happened every three, five, ten years on what is the design of my supply chain look like with how do I plan that supply chain in this environment where really the only constant is change and there's so much volatility that people across all spectrums of industry are faced with is kind of the bridging together of these two historically separated functions within the strategy of the supply chain itself. What is driving this change of pace? What is driving uh, a move towards a shorter decision cycle and the need to reinvent yourself so regularly? I think when we talk about why the change, why this constant volatility, we kind of see it sit in two big buckets. One is internal factors. What is a company or ourselves, sometimes we're our own greatest enemies? Skew proliferation, shorter product life cycle, more and more promotions. We've trained our consumers to be very addicted to the end of quarter, end of month pushes. So part of it is, is internally, what are we causing? What are the changes with reorg design, with us including the digital supply chain in the organization, what do we do with that, right? And that, that's that internal driver for change. The other pace of volatility obviously is external, right? You can talk about it and label it more storms, more frequent storms and climate change. You can label it consumers becoming more demanding and expecting everything within hours, not, not weeks of lead time. Um, so it's important when we start these engagements as we sit down and really understand and map what are the internal factors and what are the external factors because we have to weigh both equally. It's important to understand the root cause of this volatility because that can guide where the solution is going to lead us. And if you ignore one or the other, you're going to have a blind spot that at the end when you start piloting and you start rolling things out, it's going to pop up and catch you at, at some point. In those conversations, you know, what are some of the issues that you bring to them? So one of the biggest things is thinking about how are you going to set up processes and communication in this new environment. For sure, there's a plethora of tools that can help you with your network optimization, with your inventory optimization, with transportation optimization, with demand planning, with supply planning, with production scheduling. And I think it's very easy to get caught up in technologies and tools, but at the end of the day, it really comes down to people processes and communication. Do I have the right business processes in place? Is that aligned with the corporate and supply chain vision? And how am I facilitating communication, not only across the silos historically that have been with my organization, kind of vertically, 
but also horizontally between how do I plan strategically and how to set the vision for the supply chain and its structure, as well with planning on a yearly, quarterly, monthly, weekly, daily, hourly schedule. And, and kind of this two-dimensional matrix uh, of silo breaking down is kind of this next evolution. That, that covers a lot. Is this a, a top-down thing? Is it a grassroots up? Where do you start? Like, strategy has so many different facets to it. You know, where do you begin? Yeah, it's a, where to start is, is always kind of the big question, right? Because what we just talked about is a big visionary change management type deal, and, and we got to avoid boiling the ocean. So I think it's important that the metaphor I allude to always is, you know, how do you eat an elephant? you got to cut it up into pieces. And I think it's important to sit down with our clients, with, with industry leaders at a conference like this, and really understand the starting point and understand you know, where do they want to be and looking at how can we break this up into very manageable projects and find ways. I mean, change management, it's a big buzzword. We love to talk about it. At the end of the day, when you're changing habits, when you're changing people, you're changing a culture, you got to show wins. And I think it's very important, whether it's bottom up, whether it's top down, whether it's middle out, I think it's really important that you really look and sit down and think about pragmatically where can we start getting wins to start getting buy-in organizationally, whether that's at the plant production level, whether that's at the EES and OP level, whether that's at with my supply chain network design and building a center of excellence around it. We have to find ways to start being pragmatic and getting those wins that's going to build momentum towards this bigger vision. A lot of organizations do seek third-party outside perspectives when they're making this sort of transformation. I can appreciate a lot of executives would also be a little bit worried about, you know, I'm bringing in someone from the outside. How do I build this person into my structures? How do I retain control? Talk to me about that sort of onboarding process. How does, how does your organization work with clients and partners to help them change? When we're doing a, a service with our supply chain transformation vertical, it, it's kind of a, a three-legged stool uh, of what we like to look at because we really have to very quickly understand the organization, understand where they've come from, understand where they're going, and understand how they go about their daily work. Um, and it's not just you can come top down with it with some benchmarkings and high-level KPIs and compare one PNL to the other. A at least from a MEBOC perspective, that's not how we work. First piece, and one of the most important as a, a firm that came out and was born as a German engineering firm, is the data and understanding historically what does that data look like because we really want to build a lot of our models and a lot of our optimization bottom up. The second piece of that though is, is interviews and really sitting down with stakeholders, sitting down also with, with those actually executing the daily work and understand what's their daily life like, understand where they want the company to go, where they've been unhappy or happy in the future, what have they tried in the past and failed, and why? A lot of times that, that question itself in an interview leads to the greatest discoveries. But the third is also observing kind of that daily work, whether it's inside the distribution center, whether it's how the planners and schedulers are working, um, whether it's how the decisions on, on where CapEx is going to be put in the supply chain. You have to really look at all three, we feel like, to very quickly understand the, the organization and their culture so that way we can very quickly get to a point where we can start adding value with our recommendations. There are a lot of uh, business improvement consulting firms out there. Tell us a little bit about yours. What makes you different? Yeah, there, there's a lot of firms out there and there's a lot of great firms out there. I think the, the thing that makes and we feel makes Meebach different is kind of a, a four different aspects we bring together. The first is, is that our firm is completely supply chain focused. We're not a firm that does finance and tax and advisory 
big blue ocean picture, complete company reorg. We just focus on supply chain. What that enables us to do is we do have three practice lines. The first, supply chain strategy, which we're gonna talk a lot about on, on this interview. The second, our engineering group, really looks inside the four walls of the distribution center of the plant and looks at design, flows, capex, automation levels. And the third, operational excellence, really tactically focuses with the people and the processes on the ground, on the floor of those production plants or, or distribution centers or, or plant warehouses. So that allows us to work both strategically as well as get very, very tactical very quickly. The third is that we are a global firm. So in the supply chain boutique space, we do feel like we have a, a global footprint that is nearly unmatched. So we do have 24 offices around the world. All Mibach offices, own, all owned by partners like myself who own the global organization. And then fourth is, is that we are a pure advisory firm. We don't offer tools that we sell. We don't sell software. We don't sell hardware. We don't sell third-party services. When we work with our clients, it's really as if you're bringing on additional employees of your firm for a limited time and engagement. And so therefore, when we're working with you and we're recommending solutions, it's not that we're looking to sell you a new widget or a certain system. It's really trying to find what's the best way to accomplish the task at hand for a maximum return on investment. And, and how long does a working relationship last? Is it, is it that you're going to have an ongoing relationship with them for years? Is it sort of, you know, you set goals of by, you know, uh, Q4 or, or, you know, two years down the road, you're in, you're out. Uh, what are the timelines like? I, I hate to give you the classical consultant answer for any tough question where it depends, um, but, but, but it does. Um, we have relationships. Uh, Dr. Meebach's first client ever. Um, is actually still a client to this day 46 years later. Now, if we worked with them every month for that, that four plus decade relationship, absolutely not. For us, it's really important that we're not a firm that's gonna send an army of 10, 15 consultants inside a war room. It's gonna look like a Starbucks where there's a bunch of 22 year olds with you know, Beats headphones, you know, pounding away on, on Excel files. For us, it's, it's really about seeing where we can add value where do you need bandwidth? Where do you need some outside expertise and viewpoint? Where could you use a little shot in the arm from a change management perspective and really right-sizing that opportunity? For sure with new clients, sometimes it's a first kind of diagnostic, four, five, six weeks to kind of look at some stones, overturn them and see where there's values. For others, we come right out of the gate with a three, four, five month type of, of optimization exercise or, or developing of new planning processes. Let's talk about key takeaways here, because we're talking about a lot of issues. People listening to this conversation, you know, what do you want them to think more about? Yeah, I think it's very easy, and we've talked a lot of big picture stuff and a lot of intangible change management, transformation, planning, supply chain design. I think it's important that we get pragmatic and tangible with this. We have to go back, like I said earlier, about finding the wins and building the momentum people need to see results. At the end of the day, they don't want a very fancy PowerPoint presentation with a big Gantt chart that tells them, hey look, there's X million dollars of savings, now just go do it. It's really important that we not only fish for our clients, but also teach them how to fish, so that way when the client, when the consultants get off of the engagement, they're able to continue with this culture and habit, that we're working with them and developing good habits and fulfilling the change on engagement with them. I think that's the biggest key for success because it is very easy to talk big picture, get a very nice binder or USB drive with a fancy PowerPoint presentation with all of the waterfall charts in the world. But at the end of the day, if we don't start building the catalyst for change, everyone's gonna go back to the way they are when we walk off the client site. And that for us is failure. 
for people who do want to learn more, what's the best way to get in touch? Um, obviously, there's the website, uh, www.mebach.com. Uh, but probably the easiest is, is let's set up a discussion, let's facilitate. It's, it's very easy, again, to read white papers and everything seems so high level. And I think it's really important to start the discussion. It has to be a dialogue. Our relationship with our clients is a dialogue. The engagement is really people helping people. Again, getting back to this people point, it, it's big for us in our culture. So it, it really would be you know, easiest is to, to send me an email, um, B-A-N-I-C-H at mebach.com. Uh, but also visit the website and, and we can go from there. But we have to facilitate a discussion. And uh, for anyone listening to this on a drive home or uh, at the gym, just go back to the website where you found this podcast. I will have that email in the write-up. Nick, thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, thank you. appreciate it. You've been listening to the EP Thought Leader Series Blueprint Podcast. I've been Jeff Mix. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk again soon.